Welcome. I am your pastor, Pastor Omar Ellison with Salt and Light Covenant Church. Open up your hearts as we enter in to hear a word from the Lord. I believe the Lord has shared some things with me. Amen. As, as regards to us and how we're moving forward, especially for this new year that we're about to embark on. Amen. So as we begin to talk about this kingdom, amen, let's just briefly sum up some stuff. Y'all know what we've been coming out of, Matthew 6. Amen. Six. Amen. To understand the kingdom real quick, kingdom is a spiritual realm over which Jesus reigns as king or the fulfillment on earth of God's will. Another way of saying that is the governing influence of heaven on earth and the way that the fulfillment of his will is done here on the earth is through his citizens and his citizens alone. The only way that God's will can be done here on earth it's through wielding, yielding subjects. That's you, that's me. That's the only way his will can be done here on the earth. Amen. You are very important. You are very valuable. You are very instrumental in the plan and the purpose of God's will here in the earth. Amen. He needs you. He needs us. And he needs us all that are believers and set aside for his purpose and his purpose alone to be yielded and submitted humbly to his will and his will alone. Make sense? Amen. So it is the spiritual realm over which Jesus reigns as king, the fulfillment of the governing influence of heaven on earth. Matthew 6 has been telling us the last few Sundays that we're to seek not after certain things, but to seek First, the kingdom of God, which in the establishment of him uh, continuing to repeat this to us over and over again, he is really setting up our lives for simplicity and he's aligning our priorities. He's telling us what is the first thing we're to seek after. or In other words, he's setting the priorities for our lives. And he's saying, don't be like the world and the nation seeking after all those other things. He said, you as my people, as the ones that I have set aside, I've shed the blood for, you are all to only seek one thing. And he said, you are to seek first. First means priority. That means to above all others, nothing to, to value more than first, what? The kingdom of God. Then the next thing he said in his Righteousness. Now, I like the way he said his righteousness because he's letting you know that the righteousness that you walk in, the righteousness that you stand in, the righteousness that you're clothed in now has been gifted to you by Jesus Christ. So we are all righteous off of you simply believing that the Lord Jesus Christ has done it all for you and you have accepted him as Lord or in other words, owner of everything that you have. Y'all following this, right? So he says, seek ye first the kingdom. Understand his righteousness, stay in alignment with his word, with his constitution. And then he said he will begin to add all these type of things. And that's what everybody's after anyway is things. And he said the things that they're after, I will just add it to your life. Oh, just because I love you, just because you're part of the kingdom, just because I want to show my will here in the earth and I need vessels that are submitted to my will to show the world how good I really am. And it is not about the stuff. Let's get that straight. It's not about stuff. We don't serve God for stuff. We don't serve God for houses. We don't serve God for cars. We don't serve God for money. We serve God for who he is. Is. We serve him for what he did. Oh, come on. Let's get this aligned real quick. This is why I have submitted myself. This is why I love him. Lord, he has done some amazing things in my life and he continues to blow my mind. But none of that compares to what he did for me. Oh, one night when he allowed himself to be taken. And to be judged. Yes. And to be beaten. Yes. And to be uh, maimed and plucked and yes. thorns on his head. And he laid his life down for me. He, he willingly put himself on the cross and let him hang him there and yes. gave up his ghost and 
We all know before he gave it up, he said, ah, it's done. Everything is done now. And now all he needs for us to do is to believe and submit our lives so he can now have his will here in the earth. Amen. 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 So now watch this, watch this, watch this. So we understand Matthew 6, seeking ye first the kingdom of God. Amen. His righteousness and these things he'll add. And ultimately what he is really wanting to do is he wants to attract people. And the way that he wants to attract people to this kingdom is through your lives, right? But now for him to be able to attract people to this kingdom through your lives, we we as his subjects, we as his citizens, we as his children, right, have to promote the lifestyle. We have to promote that life. We have to promote the benefits. We have to show the environment of this what we call invisible kingdom, right? This country, this, this other world that is invisible that we say we are connected to. Right. So to be able to promote a life, to be able to promote a lifestyle, to be able to show the benefits of it, there goes there's going to have to be a change. There's going to have to be a conversion in our hearts. Right. We can no longer begin to continue to think for ourselves. We have to now align our lives according to how he thinks It's his will It's his way. How do you see it? It's not how I see it when it comes to murder. It's how you see it. It's not how I see it when it comes to fornication. It's how you see it. It's not how I see it when it comes to adultery. It's how you see it. And now I line my life up according to how he sees it. Right? And it's no longer my way, my will, or even this, how I feel about it. How you feel about what's going on here has no merit to the king. The king has the final say. And regardless of what people say, regardless of how people treat you, it all rolls back to what? The king says. What does the king have to say about it? And I'm to do it according to the king. Are y'all seeing this? But this is how, when, when when you allow this, this is what attracts. This is, this is what catches people's attention. This is what catches their attention when, when they see you go through a hardship and they say, how you still got a joy? How, how you still smiling? You see how they treated you. You see what they did to you. You see how they acting towards you. But you're still smiling. You're still happy. You're still speaking to them. And you know what they did. You know how they treated you. You know how they lied on you. And you still got a love. You still got a joy. And it's, it's not fake. It's not a put on, you know, because... Hallelujah. If you're not careful, you'll be able to put it on. But no, it's not a put on. You genuinely still have love for them. You genuinely are still treating them as though they didn't do anything. How do you do that? And then your answer is because it is written in my constitution that love thinketh no evil. I am not allowed to keep an account of anything that somebody does to me. I am required (laughs) by the king to release and relinquish all wrongdoings, no matter who it is and how they did it. The king has spoken. I am under his ruleship and I operate according to the constitution. What? That is out of this world. It is. Oh, God, because my kingdom is, oh, hallelujah. Come on, y'all, walk with me, walk with me. My kingdom is out of this world. So the way that I deal, the way that I operate, the way that I uh, 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 operate here in the earth is going to be out of this world because of the kingdom that you are all connected to. Makes sense? This will attract people. And attracting the people and understanding what it is about our life, there are certain keys we need to understand about our lives. One of the biggest keys you need to understand about your life is to discover what your purpose is. Because a life without purpose is a life that is vain. There is purpose for everyone in this building. There is purpose for everyone in the world. There is purpose. If you are here and you are breathing and the Lord saw it fit to give you a body, you have purpose. There's a reason why you're here, regardless of how you got here, because some of us got here in some real messed up ways. 
But regardless of how you got here, there's purpose on your life. If he gave you a body and you walk in here, there is purpose on your life. And to find out what your purpose is, you have to connect to the one that, that sent you, that, that put purpose in you. See, that's why we are seeking first the kingdom. Because what he's going to start to reveal unto you is your purpose. The reason why I brought you here. So you can have a better understanding and a clarity on why you're even here. You think you're here to start a business. It's so much bigger than the business. You think you're here to just love everybody. It's so much bigger than that. There is purpose on your life. He's giving you talents. He's giving, he's giving you ideas. There are things that he wants to do here in the earth and he picked you to do it through. And the stuff he had for y'all to do ain't the same thing he had me to do. Oh, y'all with me on this. Make sense? So to find out what your purpose is, folks today, that's really what you find in the world. Folks are looking for their purpose. Why am I here? And the only way you find out why you're here is by seeking first the kingdom. Because the kingdom is what created you. The kingdom is what sent you. The kingdom knows your purpose. And the kingdom wants to reveal it to you. But the only way it can reveal it to you, if you seek first. Are y'all with me on this? Make sense? Now watch this. One of the mistakes when it comes to understanding about your purpose is that we sometimes make, not only in the body, but in the world, is being busy. How many of y'all didn't ever, ever, somebody always is busy. They just busy, busy, busy. I'm busy. I'm bu- Why you ain't calling me back? I was busy. Why I ain't heard from you? Why, man, I've been busy. And let me tell you the mistake that we, that we find sometimes, being busy, but not being effective. You ever find somebody being so busy, they so busy, but not effective in their busyness? <laughs> You're so busy, but there's no, there, you, ain't, you ain't affecting anything, there ain't nothing changing in your life, but every time I talk to you, you is surely is busy. Just busy all the time for no reason. And then you get down the road with them, you like, they always say they busy, but they really not busy. But if you, if you challenge that, oh, they'll get offended. Oh, you don't know what I'm doing. You don't know how I'm dealing. You don't know what's going on in my life. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Oh, God. Okay. But that's one of the biggest mistakes. Let us make sure that we're not so busy in our life to where the point where we're so busy and not effective. Oh, y'all catching this, right? Look here, another one. It's being, this is another failure when it comes to keys of life. It's being successful in the wrong assignment. Mm. I feel of the Lord to do this. Did he really tell you that? Is that really your assignment? Is that really your purpose? And then you get over there and guess what? You're successful. Successful. Wrong assignment. You knew you could be doing a good thing and the wrong person to be doing it. Oh God. Doing a good thing isn't a sin all the time. See, we get so caught off on sin, and that's a sin, and that's a sin, and that's a sin. Make sure I ain't sinning. But sometimes doing a good thing ain't the good thing you're supposed to be doing. Okay, hallelujah. And, and, and if you're not careful, you'll find yourself being successful in an area. And that area that you're successful in, it's not your assignment. I'm good over here. I just know how to network. I just know how to talk to people. I just know how to bring things together. Is that your assignment, though? Is that what he really called you for? Is that your purpose? And that is a failure in life to be successful in the wrong assignment. That's why he's saying for this life, I need you to know why you're here. I need you to know your purpose. You don't need pastor to know for you. (laughs) I need you to know your purpose. Are y'all with me on this? This is, this is making sense. These are some keys for the life. So as we, as we started looking at all of these things and studying it, and I said, okay, God, what are we doing this year? And you know, we done had some amazing years. Lord, and came down and he told us double one time and hallelujah. He said, we, you know, I'm, I'm restoring. One year he gave us restoring and then and he blessing. And you know, he, I mean, he just been good to us, ain't he? Let me tell y'all something. This year, this year, he got to talking about sacrifice. 
He said, sacrifice. I said, sacrifice? He said, this is the year of sacrifice. I said, okay. I said, you got to make it plain to me now. You got to make it plain to me. And we all understand sacrifice. We all understand that what sacrifice is. Sacrifice is the letting the go of things, the changing away of things, the cutting away of things. And he's saying, for my people, for us this year, this year is the year of sacrifice. 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 This is the year of letting some things go. This is the year of really putting him first in some places. And then I said, what the, I said, give me more. And this is what he said to me. This is what he said to me. He said, he wants to interrupt lifestyle patterns. He said, this is the year that I'm going to interrupt lifestyle patterns. He said, some lifestyles have a pattern and they, every year, every January we do this, February we do this, March, April, we do this in April, we do this in June, we do this in July. We do, he said, he said these lifestyle patterns have been established over the years and he said what I'm attempting to do is to interrupt these lifestyle patterns. I said, all right. And he called it traditions that have been in effect for years in our lives. He said, that's what he's going after this year. Lifestyle patterns and traditions. And he said, I'm asking, I'm calling for a sacrifice for my people. I said, all right, Lord. Makes sense to me. Now, we all understand sacrifice. We've seen a picture of sacrifice in the life of our Lord and Savior Jesus. Who sacrificed more than him? Come on now. And look, look who he sacrificed for, for us. He sacrificed, and then, now watch this, and then he turned around and said what? Follow me. Uh-oh. Oh, it's okay to follow him when he's blessing. It's okay to follow him when the sun is out. It's okay to follow him when everything is going good. But oh, when we get to that suffering, oh, when he say, I need you to change that. Oh, when he starts talking about, I need you to let that go. Oh, we all get the deaf ear to those things. When he said, I need you to change the way you've been dealing over there. I need you to shift how you're operating there. I need you to control and get some, some temperance in that area right there. Then it's like, oh, the devil. That's the Satan talking. And then God been talking to you all up until now. <laughs> Oh, you've been hearing God all the way up until now. And then he started pinpointing your stuff and pinpointing you and start checking you. And now all of a sudden you hear Satan loud and clear. <laughs> oh, it's the same God. Oh, he, there is sacrifice with him because he himself sacrificed his life for all of us. And we think we're going to walk with him and not have to sacrifice anything? Mm. Oh, there is a sacrifice with this walk. That's why he told you, you better count the cost. You're going to come walk with me, you better count it. You better add it up. You get down the road and run out of materials. If you don't understand what the cost is to walk with him. Now, the things that he asked for you to sacrifice is stuff you can do without anyway. Most folks I'm talking to, I know y'all are 30 plus for the most part. I got a couple of young ones in here. Got a couple of young ones. But my grown folks is 30 up. Y'all done did it all, haven't you? Y'all done went there, then tasted it, then played in it, then smacked it up, flipped it, and rubbed it down. Hallelujah. Yes, you have. Amen. You didn't you didn't been there. I'm telling me too. Amen. Yes, preach, boy. Preach. Yes, Pastor. We have. And now here we are. <laughs> Going into this new year. And the king is saying. Haven't I been good to you? Yes. When you was out there 
uh, shaking your tail feather. Wasn't I covering you? Yes. Haven't I blessed you? Yes. I didn't healed you. Yes. I didn't sent money. Yes. I didn't promoted you. Yes. Now here we are. Yes. I'm calling for a sacrifice. Yes. What are you willing to put on the altar for him? Amen. Yes, Lord. Mm. <laughs> what are you willing to put on the altar for him? What are you going to place on the altar for him? He's calling for a sacrifice. He said, I'm calling for it. Now, I understand for some, this is going to be a little overwhelming. I know for some this year, it's going to be a little tight. Ah, but I tell you, for those who will buy into what you are hearing right now, oh, we can mix it with faith when it's something good. But now watch this. Him calling for a sacrifice is good too. How can you say that? Because he's calling for it. And anything he calls for or requires is a good thing. And he's saying this year, this year. Look, y'all, he's only saying for the year. You know, when, I, when he started talking to me about it, you know what I started thanking him for? I said, Lord, thank you. You didn't say five years. Lord, thank you for not saying five years. Lord, you only asked for a year. And then I started thinking about my life and seeing the places in my life where I can, yeah, I can get that. Yeah, I can relinquish that. Yeah, I can let that go. Yeah, I can, I can, I can maneuver that right there. Now, he's asking for a sacrifice. And in the places where you make the decision to sacrifice, because guess what? Who know you better than you? You know who you are. <laughs> and you know what you can sacrifice. And some of y'all need to sacrifice more than one thing. Some of y'all got two, three, four things. Hallelujah. I'm in that ship too. Are y'all with me on this? And I started looking at my own life. And I, now watch this now. And when you start looking at your life, you got to be honest with yourself. You got to have a level of integrity. Don't try to say this ain't, oh, he ain't talking about this. That, what you say he ain't talking about, that's what he's talking about. That's it. That's the, what, that's the number one thing he wants. <laughs> Put that on the altar for this year. This year. For the whole year. Not a couple of months. Not two, three months to say, you know, I can have a cheat week this week. No, no, no. We ain't going we gonna, we gonna to cheat them. We're going we gonna to ride this the whole year. All right? We're going to sacrifice it. Now, for some folks, that might be TV. TV for the whole year. The whole year. No TV. Mm, hallelujah. <laughs> for the ones that said out your now, I'm talking directly to you. <laughs> uh, for all the ones that's out your, yep, that's you. That, that one's yours. You definitely need to put that one on there. For some of us, it's shopping. Hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. Go tell them you say, I like that. Amen. Some of us is shopping. Some of us is traveling. Some of us is traveling. I mean, we all have a, 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 a gamut of things. For some, it's social media. For some, it's games. You know, you got the little candy crush and you just can't get a monopoly. All the all these little games. You just can't get off it. <laughs> and the things that you do decide to sacrifice because it's an individual I'm not going to come to you and ask you what you're sacrificing I'm going to let you be between you and the father and if he want to reveal something to me I'll come to you and talk to you about it but that that you do sacrifice take that time that you would normally use to do that thing and give it to him that's a sacrifice if it's TV, the time you will watch your shows, the time you will binge watch your shows, if it's an hour, if it's two hours, if it's three hours, give that to him. Now these are your three hours. If it's going out of town, the time it would take for you to go out of town, take that time, give it to him. If it's shopping, that money that you would spend on shopping, take that money. Mother saying, save it. <laughs> that's a good one. But that same, the time, that's what I'm talking about. This time. 
That same time you would do with shopping, traveling, the TV, take that time and give it. This yours, King. I'm sacrificing this, King, for the whole year. Oh, and what did I tell y'all about a king last Sunday? I said, whenever you give to a king, what did I tell y'all? He has to give it back, but he can't give back to you the same thing. He's going to chomp you. (laughs) And if y'all buy into this for the whole year and you start giving that time to the king, you think the king's not going to, he will not let you out give him. He won't do it. It's impossible. But this is what he's calling for. Sacrifice. Individually this year. Now watch this. He told us he wants to do what? He wants to interrupt what? Life patterns and traditions. He wants to interrupt what? Life patterns and traditions. This year, 2024, he's interrupting what? Life patterns and traditions. Are y'all with me on this? Now watch this. Now let go with me real quick to Matthew. Matthew 7. When you get there, skip with me to the 16th verse. Matthew 7, 16. He's talking about being aware of false prophets, but look at the 16th verse. He said, look here, you shall, catch this now, you shall know them by their what? Their fruits. Catch it now. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Catch it. Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a a corrupt tree bringeth forth Evil fruit. What is he talking about? We understand this. My, y'all definitely should understand this when he's talking about the tree. What he's talking about? The tree is who? It's us. We're the tree. What is he really talking about? He's talking about your belief. What you say you believe. What you say you believe. What you say you believe. You believe that he is. You believe he's your Lord. You believe he's owner of everything. If you believe that, then he said you stand there and you'll produce the fruit that he's Lord of everything. You'll produce that, that fruit. But when, you, when your belief is tainted, when your belief is twisted, then you automatically produce the fruit of that tainted twisted fruit whatever you believe is the fruit that you're going to produce that's that's all he's saying you believe good you get good you believe evil okay holly that's real simple isn't it watch this watch this okay so he said now look here he said you'll know a person by the fruit that they produce the fruit fruit is always going to be produced and it's going to show up in your life and everybody's going to see it your fruit all men will see the fruit that you produce and he said you'll know what they believe by what's produced in their life oh god oh god he said whatever you see produced in a person's life is the fruit and it shows you without you even having to talk to them what they really believe regardless of what they're saying the fruit that they produce tells you what they believe are y'all catching this Right? So he's he saying, look, he said, he said, look at the fruit. He said, do you gather grapes of thorns, figs of thistles? Every good tree bringeth forth good fruit. Every corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A, catch it. A good tree cannot, say cannot. 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 When your belief is solid, when you are persuaded, when you are sure-footed, ten toes down that he is the Lord, there is no way you're going to produce bad fruit. I'm so, I don't care who you are, what, where you are, there is no way to produce bad fruit. How you say that? Because his word says it. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit. Catch it. Neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Y'all with me on this? Every tree belief system that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits you shall know them. You will know. And, and see, he's not so busy t- saying, look, look at the fruit. He's saying when you see the fruit of a person's life, it tells you the tree. So don't be so, don't get so caught off on, on well, what they got. What, look at that fruit. No, the fruit tells you what is the tree. So when you see the fruit, if the fruit is good, the tree got to be good because his words say the tree, a good tree, can't produce bad fruit. It can't. It's impossible for it. 
Neither can a corrupt tree produce. I got with it right. Catch it. All right. Every tree that brings forth good fruit is hewn down, cast into the fire. Wherefore, the fruits, you shall know them. Their belief system. Not everyone, catch it, that saith unto me, Lord, Lord. Not everyone that says unto me, you're the owner. Not everybody, everybody's calling me Lord. Everybody is saying, you own everything. You own me. He said, but watch this. He said, but not everybody who's saying they are, that I own everything is going to enter into what? The kingdom. The kingdom. The kingdom. Why? Because it's just mouth service. That's all it is. It's mouth service. He's Lord. Blessed and highly favored. He's covering me. He got my back. You don't believe that? You don't believe that? Because what you believe is going to be produced. Where you believe is where you're going to produce from. If you are producing corrupt fruit, watch this. If in your life you have been producing corrupt fruit, change your belief. Repent. Lord, I thought I was I thought I was there. I'm not there. I apologize. Help me, Lord, in my unbelief. That's a simple fix. It ain't, oh God, and break I'm so sorry. And I shouldn't have done. No, 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 no. He already knew what was there before you knew it was there. Just be honest with him and say, God, I thought I, I thought I, I thought I really was believing there. I'm not. I'm looking at my fruit. I'm looking at my life. Look at your life. What is your look at your life? Be honest about what you see in your life. Look at your look at the past five years of your life and be honest about what has produced over the past five years. And just be honest and say, ooh, yeah, that, mm -mm, that's, ooh, that's corrupt. That's, I, I wouldn't believe him. And be honest. Lord, I'm sorry. Thank you for your covering. Help me to believe there. Real simple, right? He say, those that say, Lord, Lord, shall not enter, enter. What does that mean, enter? Mean to experience. They, they're saying, Lord, but they're not fully experiencing the kingdom. Their mouth is saying it, but their life, there is no real experience with him because they really don't believe. Watch this. She'll not enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that, uh-oh, here we go, doeth the will of the Father, which is in heaven, guess what? Gets to enter in. He or she that doeth the will, the will of the Father gets the experience. Now catch it. And this is what the will is for us. Now, I'm talking directly to salt and light. This is the will for us this year. <laughs> y'all want to prophecy for the year 2024? Here you go. Sacrifice. This is his will for us. Me too. This is the year of sacrifice. You be honest about your life and what you're going to put on the altar and then put it there and leave it there for the whole year. Mm. And then watch the fruit that's produced behind it. <laughs> Good God Almighty. Let me tell y'all something. He's trying to set y'all up. Oh God. If you can just look past what he's saying and see the joy Oh, God. See, ain't that what it said about Jesus? It said that Jesus endured and he saw the joy. Got beat. Joy. Plucking. Joy. Thorns. Joy. Nails. He's steady looking at the joy. Did it feel good? Was, he, was, he, was it joyful for him to get them nails in his hand? No. Was he happy and just, oh, this is for the world. They hit it harder. No. Come on, y'all. Let's be realistic. That didn't feel good. That didn't make him feel good. He wasn't happy for doing those things, but he endured as a good soldier. <laughs> and he went through that period of suffering. And then he said, follow me. And here is your period of suffering. Yes. 
here is your opportunity to sacrifice. Are y'all with me on this? I catch you this. Many have said, Lord, Lord, they're not going to experience it. But only them that are willing to do the will of the Father that is seated in heaven. And this is his will for us. What's his will for us? All right. All right. Now watch, watch this. Watch this. I'm going to help you out a little more. Watch this. Watch this. I'm going to help you out a little more. Go with me real quick to John. John, we're going to make a plan and then we're done. We're going to make a plan. This is it. We're going to stop right here. Now watch this. Because he's going to help us with it now. Let me tell you something. He's not going to call for something and then not provide the power for you to do it. Because he already knows you can't do it in your own mind. So if he called for sacrifice, that's why you'd be open to say, Lord, I thank you. Because guess what? Not only is he going to ask me to do something, but he's going to give me the ability and the will to do it. It is him that he, he, he gives you the will. He gives you the power to perform that that he asks you to do. So if he asks you to sacrifice something, or sacrifice a few things for a year. A year, y'all. Do y'all know how these years been going by? A year. That's all he asked for is a year. He's going to give you the ability to walk it out if you're willing. John 15. Let me know when you're there. All right. We there? Catch it. First verse. Look what he said. I am. Hallelujah. We could stop right there, couldn't we? Hallelujah. I am. I am that that I am. Guess what he says? I am the true vine. Doesn't mean some other vines ain't out there. There's some other vines out there. But he said what? I am the true vine. All right. Hallelujah. And my father is the husbandman. Second verse. Every branch in me. That beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, that beareth fruit, catch it, he does what? Purges it, that it may bring forth more fruit. And this is what he's doing this year. This is a year of sacrifice. We can also say this is a year of purging. This is your clip here. This is your cutaway. What is purging? I looked up the word purge. Purge or or pruning is simply this. It's to trim by cutting away dead or overgrown branches or stems, especially to increase the fruitfulness and growth. And that's what, he's, that's what he's going after this year. He wants to produce more growth, not physical growth, spiritual growth. So for him to get more spiritual growth out of us, that means he's going to have to do some pruning and some trimming because there have been some things that has hindered our growth. And he said, now I'm going to take this year and I'm about to trim you up. Some of y'all got a lot of leaves. You look good. Leaves are green. No fruit. He said, I'm going to have to trim that back. And let me tell you something. Have, has anybody ever seen a fruit tree trim back? Anybody ever witnessed it? When you trim back a fruit tree. When they really trim it back the right way, that fruit tree looked bad on it. It, it looked like they about killed it. And you're like, golly, what happened? It's a part of the process. Now watch this. And they tell you what? They tell you the last say, it, it don't hurt the tree. Yes, it do. If I cut off a little piece of your skin, would it hurt? Yes. It hurts. So now watch this. This year, it's going to be tight. That's why I say for some, it's going to be very challenging. For some, this year may be overwhelming. For some, some may not even buy into what I'm saying. They may say, that's just him up there. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. Just to not do it. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, however you want to see it, it's up to you. I would behoove you as men and women of God to make this year a year of sacrifice and to run it for the whole year and watch what this year looked like compared to your last few years. Ah, oh, it's gonna be so it's gonna be a hurt, it's gonna hurt now. Cause he's trimming. He cutting, it's gonna hurt. You're gonna have some days, you're gonna ouch. 
It's going to get tight. Oh, but he, he, he's, not, he's not pruning you back to punish you. <laughs> Y'all got to hear. You got to see it for what it is. He's not pruning you back for punishment. He's pruning you to reward you. It's something he's trying to get to you. But to get what he wants, it calls for a pruning. A cutting back. A way of dead are overgrown branches, stems, to increase fruitfulness and growth. This is the year of growth. I thank you, Lord. Prune me up. Cut me up, Lord. Though you slay me, yet will I trust you. Though it hurt, but yet... I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you for this season of my life. I'm going to go through for this season of my life. I'm going to let you cut me up for this season of my life. Because the fruit that's going to come behind it. Oh, buddy. All men are going to see something that's different with you. Something didn't change. Something new growing on you. Something new growing in you. Catch this. He said, he said what? He purges it or prunes it. Catch it. That it may bring forth what? More fruit. fruit. It's more fruit he's calling for. It's more that he's looking for. So he's he's, he's bringing about a pruning. Now the reasons for pruning is the first one we read is for more fruit. More fruit. And it's to reward you. He's going to reward you. It's not to hurt you, but to reward you. Another reason for pruning is for dependency. He prunes you so you can be more dependent on him. Not that you're not dependent, but more dependent. Amen. You know how you meet some people and you say, you read your Bible? Yeah, I read my Bible, but I can read it more. You love the Lord? I love the Lord, but I can love him more. You trust the Lord? I trust the Lord, but I can trust him more. And that's what this season is going to be. All those places where you can do more, this is it right here. This is it right here. To make him more dependent, to make you lean in, to make you abide in him in a greater way. Another reason for pruning is to assure that you truly trust him and it ain't just words. Because if you ask a person that say, do you trust the Lord? What they going to naturally say? Who going to say no? You trusting God there? Oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm trusting God. I'm trusting God. Naturally, they're going to say that. But this is going to assure that this season that we're about to walk in, that you truly trust God. And watch this. And if there is some areas where you don't trust, guess what's about to happen? It's about to go up. If you buy into what he's trying to do, your trust, it, it will go up. You'll begin to trust him more. Another thing it's going to set up for you to do, it's going to be more prayers are going to begin to start to be answered now. Your prayers now are going to be more, because you're, you're giving more time. Remember, we talked about the time. So the more time you give to him, that means the more you're going to be sitting with him. That means the more you're going to be communing with him. That means the more he's going to be able to give over his will to you, and you're going to start praying his will in the earth. And when you pray his will in the earth, it gets done. And you're going to look up, and the very thing you pray for, you're going to see it happen. Y'all catch this? Make sense? Watch this one. And your reason for pruning is to do this and this alone, to glorify him. Watch this, for his name's sake. He's pruning you to produce more fruit for his name's sake, for him to be glorified. Are y'all watching this? These are the reasons for pruning. Let me show you each one. All right, so he said there's going to be a pruning so you can bring forth much fruit. Watch this. Now, second verse, you are clean through the word, the constitution, which I have spoken unto you. Watch this. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. 
No more can you except you abide in me. Abide means to establish, means to anchor yourself. And this is what he's going to do with us this year for those that buy in. You are going to find yourself at the end of 2024 more anchored, more established. Because now what you've decided to do is to sacrifice those things and give that time to the king. And when you're going to look up, you're going you're gonna to be able to see him for real. Mm. Oh, I, I'm, I'm believing the Lord's going to give y'all experiences this year that you ain't never had. The experiences that you didn't heard other people, he's going to give it to you because of your year of sacrifice. I'm believing God just going, y'all talking about, he got to step off the throne into my room. I believe y'all, some of y'all going to have some in the room experiences. For those that do this and buy it, I believe he going to do just that. He going to step down in the room and you going to know that is Jesus. That is him and I'm looking right at him. And he going to call you by name. How you doing, Carla? Oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. I, I read you know him by name, but here you are. Standing in my bedroom, calling me my name. Oh, I, this is what I, I'm, I'm believing this by faith for those that sacrifice. These are the experience, some of the experiences that he wants to give you. And all he's calling for, sacrifice. Sacrifice. Watch this, watch this, watch this. He said, look, you can't produce fruit outside of me. The only, only with me can you do, you can't do nothing. Watch this. I am the vine. You are the branch. Who's the vine? The vine just means this. Uh, you can say the father is the vine. You can say the king is the vine. The vine is just the source. You can say he's the source. He's the supplier. He, he's, he, he, he's my everything, right? That's who the vine is. And guess what? I'm the branches. So I get everything from the source. I get everything from the supplier. I'm connected to the source. I'm connected to the supplier. He's saying, look what he said. He said, I'm the vine. You're the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, he can do nothing. I, if a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. When you do not abide in me, or in other words, you have it your way. You want to do it your way and how you feel and not according to your constitution. If the way that you're doing it does not line up with your constitution, you need to change your way and line your way up with this constitution so you can get the results of the constitution because of the results that you're going to get apart from this constitution is going to cause you to be cast into some fire. And look, avoid the fire as much as you can. Hallelujah. Okay, watch this. Watch this. He said, look, I'm going to be burned. Catch it. Seven verse. We there? If you abide in me. Catch it. And my words abide in you. Oh, I love it. You're going to be able to ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Guess what? That's your prayers being answered. But he said, you got to abide in me. And now look what has to abide in you. And my constitution has to be in you. What I have written has to be in you. And thank God he's calling for sacrifice. Because now you're going to have nothing but time to get in his word. That time that you used to do all those extra activity, that stuff that we call, it's entertainment. We've been, been entertained for years. Entertained by basketball, the sports. We've been entertained by shopping. Been entertained by the TV shows and the series. We just been been entertained, going out of town and having a good time. Just been entertaining ourselves for years. And now he's calling for us to sacrifice. He said, "Cut it back." And all that time you've been entertained, give it to me now. Oh Lord. And watch this, it's going to require for you to put that word in. And when you put that word in, now when you pray, when you talk, guess what you're going to pray and talk? And guess what? He is bound to his word. So now when you pray and you say, by his stripes, Lord, your word says in Isaiah, by your stripes, I am healed. He is by the king bound to his word. 
And guess what has to show up? Healing got to show up. Why? Because you have given back his word. Are y'all with me on this? He said, you abide in me and my words abide in you. You won't be able to ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my father glorify that you bear much fruit so you shall be my disciple. You're going to be mine. You belong to me. You're going to bear much fruit. You got to bear much fruit. You belong to me. So because I want you to bear more fruit, cutting season, got to prune, got to sacrifice some things now. I'm calling for it for the whole year. Let me cut you back. Let me cut them branches back. You're going to look bare. Yeah, you ain't going to look good for a season. Don't worry about it. Some people might talk about you. They're going to say, you can't go. You can, we can't do that this year. Not this year. Why we can't do it this year? Because I'm pruning. We all going out of time. I won't go. Why you ain't going? You always go with us. Not this year. Why you can't go? Because I'm pruning. I'm allowing the father, the king, to prune me. I've been doing this all my life. I've been going all my life. I've been, I've been, I've been participating all my life. But this year, I'm not. Mm, We're going to have a good time by yourselves. I, hallelujah. <laughs> I'm allowing the Father, I'm allowing the King to prune me this year. Because yes, he said he wants some more fruit for his name's sake. And I'm going to let him have it. Because guess what? I belong to him. Pastor belong to him. Pastor is going to let him prune him this year. I'm putting stuff on the altar. I ain't just putting one. I got a couple of things I'm putting on my altar. And I'm allowing him to prune me. Because I see what he's doing. I see what he's setting me up for. And I have a joy about it. So I'll suffer for a season. I'll hurt for a season. I'll relinquish it for a season. For his name's sake. And he already promised me, what you let go for my namesake and the gospel, I'll give it back to you. He's already promised that. I believe his word. And I'm going to let him prune me this year. So, examine your lives. You know you. Now, if you want to call pastor and talk to me about it, call me. We'll talk about it. And I say, yeah, that's something. Yep, you can let that. Yep, relinquish that. But you know you put it on the altar for this year. For this year. For this year. Let him prone you so you can start to receive and see that more fruit. Who want more fruit? I want more fruit. I want more fruit. Look, not for me. For his name's sake. In Jesus' name. Get a lot of hands. I, Pastor Omar Ellison, Lady Ellison, and the Salt and Light family would like to thank you for joining us in today's broadcast. You can visit us at 1350 East Mayhan Drive, which our service times are every Sunday at 12 noon and every Wednesday at 6 p.m. You can also visit us at Facebook and YouTube at Salt and Light Covenant Church or visit us at our website at saltandlightcovenant.com. We thank you again, and until next time, you be blessed.